Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. With me, as always, a man who doesn't know the difference between a blue line and a clothesline and has a needlepoint over his bed that says, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. Tell them who we are. We are a fortnightly podcast, and every other Monday we dissect the pop culture of our favorite decade, the 1980s. Be it a movie, a TV show, a pop culture icon, or a pay-per-view event. You can find more of us at facebook.com slash dissecting the 80s. Instagram.com slash dissecting the 80s or dissecting the 80s on the app. Twitter.com slash dissectamania, slightly different. And anything you'd ever want to know about us and the show is available at dissectingthe80s.com. There you'll find old episodes, bios, the Hall of Fame, all the things you'd ever want to know. And if you are just joining us from my plug at the Mr. Everything competition in Philadelphia, welcome. Yeah, always nice to have some new ears here on the show. Uh, as Also, if you are new or if you're an old listener, frankly, we are still looking for reviews on iTunes. So if you review the show, we will read it on the air. It takes two minutes. It doesn't even take two minutes. It takes less than two minutes. And it's really a tremendous boost for us. So if you could take the time to review the show on iTunes, we would really, really appreciate it. So much, in fact, that we'll read it out. And we are full of hockey jokes today because we took on 1986's Young Blood, which turns 30 in about a week or two. That's true. You know what that means. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So the tie-in this week, obviously, we're getting close to a 30th anniversary on this particular movie, and it was also recently my annual trip home to go to a Flyers game with my dad. Been doing that for 20 years, so thought I'd do a hockey movie to tie into that. You actually tagged along this year, which is a rare occurrence these days, mm-hmm. since you're, you know, as the Dissectomaniacs know, the biggest sports fan I know is the Macho Mandrew. Oh, yeah. Why don't you Why don't you give us a little op- opening thoughts on Rob Lowe and this hockey movie that is patently absurd? I mean, he's handsome. He's yeah. A, I, I was actually, he's more pretty than handsome. He is very funny. pretty, yeah. He's he, got a very pretty face. It's very sculpted. Yes. Um, it's basically the plot of Star Wars in the beginning. It is. It like is. the opening dinner table sequence uh-huh. is just Star Wars. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, it's very gay. It's a very <laughs> gay movie. It's just very sexual, period, which is weird for a movie that's clearly about sports. It's very sexual. It's very homoerotic. It's very erotic, period. It's just really, it's like a lot of this movie maybe It's about very a 60 40 homo to regular. <laughs> yeah, but it also includes statutory rape. What? Wait. Mrs. McGill? Rob Lowe's only 17. Oh, he is only 17. (laughs) I forgot that he was only 17. Yeah, he's a child. So, as Andrew said, this is very Star Wars-y. The basic premise of Youngblood, Rob Lowe, 17 years old, skilled hockey player, gets invited to try out for the Mustangs, a junior club. open on that. That was what I thought was weird. What do you mean? Like, usually these movies, it's like, oh, there's a... Like an open audition or whatever tryout for right, right. this, but he—it's straight up. No, they asked me to come try out. Which is the, the other thing that I find super weird about this is they asked him to come try out because they needed help for the playoffs. That's ostensibly the the whole reason for this movie existing. Then he joins the team and becomes the star player in you know a game and a half. Yeah. Why didn't you get him before? Like what? I guess I guess the idea was he was so good on the team he was on that they got wind of him and wanted him to come in. But if he was as good as he is in this movie, because he's basically playing Wayne Gretzky, he even wears the same helmet Gretzky wore, which was not like a, the standard helmet Gretzky wore a different brand than other people. So it's very very obvious that he's supposed to be Gretzky. Well, and the, his... the Thunder Bay people are the Flyers. No, they're the Bruins. No, the thing that IMDb was like they're supposed to be the the. The Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, I saw I saw that on IMDb too, but they wear Bruins jerseys, so it's very obviously the Bruins. The Bruins also had a very fearsome team back then. I was gonna t- uh, let's get into that actually. So, hockey movies, not to be all like esoteric as a historian here, but I've seen most of them. I like them. I'm a big hockey fan. It sort of comes with the territory. The prototype for hockey movies, 
in the modern era is 1977 Slapshot. It's awesome. You should all go see it. Paul Newman's in it. It's fantastic. But Miracle. Miracle came out in 2004. Oh, I thought you said, but that's not there. I think on those like very different movies. I said prototypical. Yeah, I was. That breaks the prototype. Miracle is kind of a uh, weird thing too because it's a true story. That's true. So it it does have to reflect a different narrative because we all know the narrative that happened. So it's more of an underdog well, tale. Well, some of us know the narrative. A lot of <laughs> us didn't, are vaguely you familiar. <laughs> you didn't know that they won when you saw Miracle no. for the first time. You weren't aware. Like the name of the movie is Miracle. I mean, I going in, I was like, <laughs> oh, they clearly are going to win. But I wasn't like, oh, it's a movie about that time the hockey team won. Okay, well, I think most people know what Miracle is about before they go into the theater. But so, if you have, if you make a hockey movie, it's generally going to be like this. You have a young, hotshot guy who needs to kind of tame his wild ways. You've got an old guy around to teach that young buck some tricks. And you have a crazy French-Canadian goaltender. That's your pretty standard hockey movie. It's the same thing they use in... Uh, Goon. It's the same thing they use in a lot of these movies. Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks is a little different. Their goalie's not French Canadian. He's from Philadelphia. But their goalie's a fat kid. Yeah, it's a, it's same basic thing as a French Canadian, right? Yeah. But the other thing is, often the bad guys in these movies are essentially the Flyers. They even to like in Slapshot, they literally wear orange and white jerseys. Very common thing. So I was expecting, having never seen this movie before, when the bad guy team to come out for them to be the Flyers, and then I was really surprised to see them in Bruins jerseys because that's what they wear. Oh. Spoilers, I guess, a whole bunch for the end of this movie. So let's let's rewind. We got Rob Lowe at the dinner table. <laughs> He's there with Amperu and Uncle Owen. <laughs> Talking about how he doesn't want to be a farmer. <laughs> there's there's so much blue milk. Well, the best is that it's his brother. I think is Amperu. Yes, he is. Like in this in this situation, his brother, his older brother, is the Amperu character. You should let him go. Let him go and do his thing. He deserves a chance. He's just not a farmer. There's too much of his brother in him. I need That's what help. I'm afraid of. <laughs> I need help on the farm. All this moisture. This moisture's not gonna farm itself, boy. And then like, Amperu is like, I'll farm all the moisture. He's like, shut up, lady. <laughs> One of three talking female characters in this film. <laughs> you have nothing to add to this proceedings. Even before that dinner table scene, there's this lovely credit sequence of Rob Lowe skating through fog. And it's oh, so, God. it's set to such ridiculous music. And I couldn't find my remote. And I was, I was like, I have to fast forward for this. It's going to take forever. It's legitimately like two minutes of Rob it's Lowe skating through fog to like, it's almost like the song in Rocky Four. They're like, uh, strong desire. It's I, for a second, I thought I'd put on the middle of the movie. <laughs> right? Because it's pretty montage-y feeling. I was like, oh, did I get a, a, bad, uh, a bad rip from the internet? <laughs> no, I didn't. So, yeah, he's skating through fog. We get to this dinner table conversation. And that's when I realized that you went to Star Wars. But I think this is boys just want to play hockey. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, it's the same plot as girls just want to have fun. I meant this conversation is literally Star Wars. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Less so the plot. The, this yeah. conversation was straight up Star Wars. Oh, you're 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 not wrong. But the overall plot of this movie is boys just want to play hockey. I agree with that. I would agree da- with that. Dad won't let him go, and then he's there's no military bullets, unfortunately. No, but it's just farming tools. <laughs> so many tractor scenes. So many tractor scenes. So. He gets sent off to this tryout. The older brother, Khan's dad, it gets dad to let him go. There's a he real casual f bomb drops, and I was like, "What? <laughs> oh, the the bad one? No, not even. He was like, hold your fucking hand.' And I was like, "Oh, oh, that wow. f bomb. Oh, okay, okay. I, I thought you meant the other word, and I was like, I don't remember them saying that. that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. I guess we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he just drives off, and I was like, how is Rob Logan to get home? Because <laughs> he's even, not. He's even that if, was. Even if he gets thing. offered a spot, I don't think it's just like, oh, well, here, we instantly know where we're going to put you, and all of your things are here, and <laughs> you're now a Canadian citizen for the time being. <laughs> I think that was the subtext. Make the team or don't come home. But, like, there's got to be, you got to get a visa, I'm assuming, a work <laughs> visa. The team must take care of that. He is a child. That's true. But even, like, I don't think it happens in a day. Like, I don't, I, I don't think it's like, oh, perfect. Tomorrow, <laughs> you start as a Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the job title. 
I'm not an expert, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's not the job title. Eh, close enough. Also, you know what about the visa? I'm not sure because I don't think he's getting paid. What? Yeah, I don't think he's getting paid. It's a professional hockey team. No, it's a junior hockey team. What does that mean? Like it's the not. It's, no, the Phantoms are professional, just my, minor league. Junior hockey in Canada is kids under 18. There's no way Swayze was supposed to be under 18. Uh, usually it's under 20, I guess. I guess I'll believe that, but like, ugh. Doesn't Swayze make some comment about it being his last year? I don't remember. I thought he had a comment later in the movie about his last year eligible for the team. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, we have a standard movie, sports movie tryout sequence. You got a zillion guys on the ice trying to see what they can do. And I feel of course, like it's, it's more of the, uh, what's that Eagles movie? Invincible? Mar- yeah, it's more like that tryout sequence where it's like, didn't you didn't you poach these dudes? And like they're all bumbling idiots now. Well, they're not bumbling idiots. It's just that most of the guys they recruited are third or fourth line players, and Rob Lowe is the only first line player that they recruited. So you're talking about guys whose primary role is maybe to be a little tough, maybe chipping a goal here or there, but add a little sandpaper to your team. Versus Rob Lowe is like dipsy doodling all over the place and scoring goals. And we should say that in quotes, dipsy doodling, like. What do you mean? He dipsy doodles like a pro. But like looking at him, it doesn't look like he's going that fast. That's because it I just, don't think he really was moving that it fast. It just looks like everyone else is moving in slow motion. <laughs> well, that's to be to be not to defend Youngblood too much, but when you watch a really, really good player among lesser players, that is what it looks like. Really? That he's not going that fast? Right. Like if you look up clips of Gretzky, it looks like he's moving at a different plane of existence than the other people around him. Especially if you go back to like junior league Gretzky, he looks like a man playing with a bunch of children. You know when a dad plays basketball with his eight-year-olds? Yeah, and he does the fake slow thing. Yeah, like that's sort of what it's like. Huh. Okay. So a little credit there. But... Most of these big dumb goons are there to be fight tough guys, and so immediately they go up to Pretty Boy Rob Lowe and they start trying to fight him. Like exactly. immediately, ten seconds into this whole trial, and <laughs> oh no, because one guy straight up falls down on the ice. Oh yeah, he just the like first a, guy you see whoa, is like whoa, 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 and like face plant. That's why I was like, you poached these people. <laughs> Look, it, they never said their scouting department was good. What is this, Brad just... Pitt and Moneyball? Like <laughs> you're gonna play goalie? What's a goalie? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, math. <laughs> well that's the other part i liked is they definitely had goalies there trying out like it wasn't keanu no i don't yeah. think so so like, they had one spot on the team right and so they got a goalie to come to this tryout even though they didn't need a goalie maybe it was their goalie but their goalie is keanu that was, so maybe it was him hanging out in the thing no remember keanu was in his letterman jacket talking to swayze up in the bleachers oh oh yeah so they just, I mean, maybe there's like anyone who feels like being a goalie today. <laughs> that is not how that works. At this hockey team, maybe it does. <laughs> so anyway, this guy challenges Rob Lowe to a fight. Rob Lowe accepts. He gets cold cocked and goes down. And then the coaches then decide to step in. Again, this is a tryout for the team that is making the playoffs. They're- but here's the thing. The dude who punches him in the face literally isn't even playing the game. He's literally, it, it's, he drops the puck and he like lacrosse stick whips the guy in the face with his hockey stick and then skates away with the puck i'm like that's not a thing (laughs) like as someone who knows nothing about hockey i know that's not a thing so i'm so glad you brought it up because it's means so much more that you were the one who was like what is the hell is happening here like it's not even like impressive like dude if you want to get on this team pretend you play by any rule (laughs) i don't play by any rules this is a ruleless wasteland, and I'm the leader. Like, that'd be like me going to an audition and just speaking a different script and being like, <laughs> I'm tough. Like, no, you're an idiot. That's, <laughs> that's not how that works. And I'm, I'm very confident that whoever wrote this movie has never watched a hockey game before. No, agree. Because three quarters of the fights are sticks first, and then that has never happened. Like, I don't, I I'm say. pretty sure that has never happened in the history of hockey, that two guys squared off with their sticks like they were sabers and had a fight. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are they going to fence now? Because this movie's <laughs> they got do. interesting. They literally fence in this movie. This is the second week in a row we've watched a movie, or second uh, episode in a row we've watched a movie with fencing. So that was, that's my con- my concern. This dude literally, <laughs> he's just shoving people and like, there's got, like, I know there's rules in hockey. I know they're there. I don't know them, but I know they exist. 
Right. Well, they even go through the coaches are up in the press box going like, uh, this is whatever the hell the guy's name is. Captain Fight Bands is, you know, one Eight goal. Feet tall, 300, <laughs> 300 minutes in penalty. Yes, exactly. And then they get to Rob Lowe and they're like 95 goals, 120 assists, 12 penalty minutes. Weighs eight pounds, is five six. Yeah. Is the tiniest. <laughs> is a toothpick. Yeah. The ice. And so they eventually, the coach is like, all right. We're going to take the only skilled player at this event because it's the playoffs. We need to score some goals. And they go into the locker room where he's being introduced to his teammates. And in the background, I don't know if you caught this, but there's a bunch of guys working out in their hockey pads. Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Because Swayze whips him in the nuts. Right. There's a guy doing leg uh, squat machine with hockey pants on and shin guards. And no top. No top, bare feet or socks only, no shoes. Doing squats in it's a squat rack. It's a very gay movie. It's like when <laughs> gay porn is like, "Hey, these guys are athletes, so we bought one uniform, so they're going to split it between the two of them. <laughs> you wear the bottoms, you wear the tops. Make it work." <laughs> so, so one guy's just Donald ducking it. Yeah, that seems really awkward. I mean, it's porn, so <laughs> so they're all they're all they're all vaguely gay. It's like real subtle. Right. And then Rob Lowe has a cut on his eye. So he's being like walked through the locker room to take care of this cut. That's why we're in the locker room. Quote, quote. They needed a real loose excuse to put us in that (laughs) locker room. Listen, it was the 80s. There's a lot of homoeroticism. Yeah, I know. We've watched a lot of it. (laughs) Well, we haven't even touched on some of the the Top Gun. Well, I was going to say it. Yes. But we haven't even touched on the apex of the genre. We're saving that for a rainy day. Yeah. Okay. So he needs to get his eyes stitched up. Uh huh. And the what is that guy's position on the team? Is he like the trainer? Yeah. He's like, oh, it'll take six stitches, and the guy starts shouting like, "Make it ten. And it's like, what? <laughs> that's not a funny line. Like, that's just you being we- like, stop. That's not a joke. That's just a higher number than six. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty funny given what's about to happen to Brownlow's face. And then he goes, "Well, who's the doctor?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "The one that's going to stitch up my face." And he goes, "You're looking at him." And then he pulls out. The tomato pin cushion <laughs> from everyone's grandmother, and my head. Just Mom starts... just got so offended that you said grandmother. By the way, Mom doesn't have one of those. Yes, she does. Nah, I would bet my life she doesn't use it. Okay, because they're very impractical. <laughs> and I, my head is spinning. That the, he pulls out the curved sutures <laughs> needle from here and goes, "Oh, I do also do needle point." And I was like, "Then don't keep your fucking sutures needle where you keep your needle point needle." <laughs> Two needlepoint on the wall of winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. And the logo. Playing like a champion today. Like, it's all generic sports poster phrases, a needlepoint. And they have the team logo on them. Yes. And so he pulls that out and he's like, the old other guy was too slow. Oh, I can't thread this. You thread it. And I was like, oh no, my god. wait. You left out the part where he puts the thread in his mouth to even out the end so it'll fit through the eye of the needle. Oh, yeah. Nothing about this is sanitary. <laughs> He's about to put this in his face and he licks it first. Yeah. And he has no gloves on because why would you do that? You don't need to protect anybody from infection, obviously. Exactly. And he sews up Rob's face with no anesthetic because he's out of it, quote-unquote. Oh, uh, I'm out of Venice. What does he say? Novocaine? Yeah. He, which I don't know if you would use. Do you use Novocaine in your face? I don't. I. It's a local anesthetic. I don't know if they just use I know the it's Novocaine a cane shorthand. Right. So, yeah. And then the coach tells the rough-and-tumble guy that he's not picking Goonie McGee. Because he's not picking you because you don't play hockey. <laughs> well, that's, that's kind thing. of a prereq for being on a hockey team. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is like you could have wanted to add a goon to your squad for the playoffs. Like that's a reasonable thing. But you either need to add a goon or add the skill player. Like you wouldn't have an audition where they are both in attendance. Is it except for plot reasons. What? Is it called an audition or a tryout? It's a tryout. Did I say audition? You said audition. Okay. Well, whatever. It's all the same. But you just like so I get it. Like it's a movie. It has to have a plot. But it's like, oh, this is Chekhov's third act villain. Just in case you're wondering, Goody McGee is gonna show up again. Also, that's a trope from from Slapshot. But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. So that's true Rob, from everything. Right. But specifically, it's Slapshot. Rob Lowe gets his face stitched up, and then he decides, I'm going to chase down Goody McGee and give him a piece of my mind. But and I don't know why he brought a hockey. I thought he was going to give him the hockey stick. No, I thought he was going to hit him with it. I didn't know. 
and then his towel falls off, and I was like, this so, is weird now. Hey, it's Rob Lowe's butt. And then all of a sudden, I was like, that's not a bad butt. <laughs> and then who comes around the corner, but here's an obscure reference, Louise from the 1990s Bette Midler Gypsy. <laughs> you lost me there, pal. I know I did. She, I, the whole movie was like, "What? why do I know her? Her face is so familiar. Oh, it's Louise from Gypsy with Bette Midler. <laughs> okay. And for the rest of the audience, we'll just say generic 80s love interest. Jessie. Her name is Jessie. Her name is Jessie, but she's basically an Andy from Goonies type. Mm-hmm. So she's she's pretty much every 80s goofball love interest. A little sporty, a little cute. So she looks at his butt, and he's like, oh, uh, and then goes to wiggle the door hand, like on either side. And she's like, the locker room is over there. And he knows this because that's where he came from. Exactly! You <laughs> just came from there, bro. Yeah, but he didn't want to walk past her. He wanted to hide until she could leave. I'm, I, oh, my so, God. So then he covers his jockstrap with the blade of his hockey stick mm-hmm. and wiggle, like squeaks by her. And then she walks down the hallway and turns around to check out his butt on the way back. No, she picks up the towel and throws it to him. And he throws it over his shoulder. What's well, That's him being a boss. Like, whatever. I don't care that you can see my butt. And then she checks it out, which, yeah. like, who wouldn't? Well, I mean, right. Cut to, let's oh, have some white hazing. WT fuck. <laughs> you know, like, touching each other's dicks and stuff. You know, some light hazing. They, like, surround him. Uh, he just taped his name on the above the thingy, above the little cubby Locker. It's not a locker. That's his locker. Yeah, but there's no lock on a door. But that's a, that's a sports locker. That's what it is. It's a cubby, at best. <laughs> it's a locker. That is what it is. If there's no lock on it, it's not a locker by definition. Listen. What the hell? That was a motorcycle that just drove by oh, loud enough to be sa- picked up. It sounded like someone moved your table and chairs. It sounded like Chainsaw Charlie was busted down my fucking front door. <laughs> I was ready to shit my pants. <laughs> in sports, that is a locker. That's dumb. Well, that's what they they hang their clothes in it. It's a locker. I don't know what to, I don't even I don't, I'm not going to defend the term to you. I'm just telling you that's what it is in sports. Well, that's dumb. So they grab him, and they pin him down with his label over his mouth and his shirt off. In comes Patrick Swayze, who does the, like, glove snap of, like, bend over. And then he's going to jockstrap around his mouth like a, like, a, like a doctor's mask. Yep. Ew. And then they go, well, we guess we have to shave you. And then he pulls out a straight razor, and they uh-huh. shave his balls. <laughs> yep. What? This is... Th- it's... Fucking bizarre. And that's the only way to describe it. It's just fucking bizarre. Comes out of left field and has no consequence in the rest of the film. No. And this is a thing. So you always hear about these weird hazing incidents in high school. I played high school football. We had none of this bullshit that I ever saw. And I'm not not trying to say. Not anything? You didn't have any, like, little thing? I think for a while, some people were making underclassmen carry their pads up from practice. And then coaches got wind of it and were like, knock that shit off. Like, even that was too much. There was some shenanigans, but there was definitely never sexual assault oh, well, under the guise of... Obviously not sexual assault. I no, I like... know you weren't implying that we did. I'm just telling <laughs> you. There was never anything that remotely got to, oh, just for shits and giggles in this macho bullshit thing, we're going to touch your butt or penis or anything. I just That is a common thread when you hear about these hazing incidents of just like all sorts of sexual whatevery, and I'm just like, who and what and what? how does this hyper-macho nonsense turn into like, oh, we're just going to touch everybody's It's going to get real gay. <laughs> F like, you guys. You're gay. That's what that means. Right. Like, that is that is just... And that's, that's fine. It's totally cool to be gay, but you're doing literally the definition of gay stuff. Yeah. You're, you're doing butt stuff. You're doing... You're literally doing butt stuff what and for who and why what is happening yeah exactly <sighs> so so they shave him and he's just like real real weird and then he goes to the the what's the townhouse with the old lady mrs mcgill's his boarding house and well so it's she, not a boarding house she just puts she, up players in her house that's like a thing in minor league sports sometimes she just said, I've been boarding players, so I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, in Frederick, the Frederick Keys often live with local families. Okay. Yeah. Um. So she makes him a cup of tea or whatever and then starts showing him her playing, her trading cards. Of the players that she's had in her house over the years. And then all of a sudden, I guess they're boning? Yeah, so... It w- I was real confused. Yeah, so she sits down next to him and she's 
She shows him these cards, and then she starts like kind of leaning into him on the bed, and I was like, is she going to try to... And then she just takes her boss off. Yeah, I. And then, and then all of a sudden, Keanu Reeves is watching as the bed shakes. And so is Patrick Swayze, and Keanu's it, like... It was Swayze. I didn't think it was Swayze. I thought that was someone else. Oh, it's the other guy. Yeah, the, 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 the other player whose name I don't remember. Yeah, the unimportant one. Keanu says something to this guy of like, oh, she did that to me last summer. And I was like, wait, he's... Really? Rob Lowe? You're slumming it with her? Yeah. But she's not like a cute... She's not like... She's not like, a vixen. She's not no. uh, Susan Sarandon in... Bull Durham? No. Not even close. Yeah. It's, she's just an old lady. Right. And not even that I think Susan Sarandon is all that attractive, but in that movie... She's she a vamp. Is, she's vampy. Yeah, exactly. She's she's very sexual, and it totally makes sense. This, this woman, woman is, is very matronly and just like puts down a tea set and takes her shirt off. And he's just like, well, guess we're going to do it now. Well, I don't know why. Like, you can say no, Rob. <laughs> and should have, because I know we're making jokes about this, but this is straight up statutory rape. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the age of consent laws are in Canada. It is the great, the great white north, so maybe things are different up there. But Rob Lowe certainly was attacked by this older lady. Yeah, especially being like, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole thing. He's an American. She's Canadian. He's a minor. Right. She's a. We're breaking. We're breaking international laws at this point. Yeah, we have yeah. to be. Now, this is completely unrelated, but Dean Youngblood sounds like a wrestling name generator name to me. It does. I would agree. <laughs> like, like a, like if you were to go, if you had a computer web. If you had a computer website, Jesus, I sound 100. If you had a website that was just generating wrestler, professional wrestler names, this would be on the list. For sure. I, I think so. Yeah. So, cut from Mrs. McGill's to a bar. They Patrick's... all fuck Mrs. McGill's. Well, I guess it was the under... under... Well, we, yeah, yeah, because that cuts to the line of Patrick Swayze being like, ain't nothing finer than a cold beer. Well, maybe tea with Mrs. McGill, and the whole table erupts in laughter. So she's just like a serial statutory rapist. LOL. Yeah. LOL, yeah. guys. LOL, she's a monster. But she's not cute. Like, at least hire <laughs> an attractive old lady. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's supposed to be this badge of honor among the players, but if that was to be the case, she needs to be super sexy. I would make fun of my friends for that. Right. Like, oh, can, should we call the police? Yeah. Like, is there anything we can do for you? Was it really difficult going to dinner at 3 o'clock after you had sex? <laughs> Does she take her dentures out before or after? Does she let you use her walker sometimes? Does polydent taste really gross when you make out? Do you bend her over the walker? <laughs> She's already halfway bent, so it's like half the battle's done. <laughs> Is it really uncomfortable when she's wearing those like varicose vein socks? Do the hard candy she feeds you taste gross? How much tea have you had to drink in the last two weeks? <laughs> I'm really concerned. <laughs> so Has anyway, the tapioca pudding gone gross. Oh, you took you brought tapioca pudding into this. What did it ever it. do to you? <laughs> I just meant it in literal form. <laughs> I know. What did tapioca pudding ever do to deserve this? Be gross. Be just the grossest. So they're at the bar. They make this hilarious joke. They're drinking some beers. I guess the bar just doesn't give a shit about their age because well, I know eighteen it, in Canada. Again, Rob Lowe is seventeen. Right. <laughs> this is the fourth time I've had to tell you that he's seventeen. Because he doesn't. A, okay, it's because he doesn't look seventeen. I understand that, but like the, looking at him, I'm like he looks older than me right now. And I've only been talking about this movie for like a half an hour, and you've forgotten four times. Because he, Rob Lowe is dreamy and looks like he's older than me. So Swayze's like takes a swig of beer. I saw you try out. You got speed. This writing in this movie is just so bad. It's almost it's almost as poetic as our dearly beloved Roadhouse. Which it's is another gay Swayze movie. Patrick Gazy, I think. <laughs> I think we're finding a common thread here. Obviously, you forgot about all of the sex scenes he has in Roadhouse. I didn't Yeah, no, I didn't forget. <laughs> Cuz there's like 42 of them. I know, I didn't forget. So they're having drinks, and these girls come over who are like puck bunnies for these guys, and they're all drinking Bloody Marys at like 5 p.m. in a dive bar. Yeah, it's a weird drink to be drinking at 5 p.m. in a dive bar. Not, not even the time of day, but like there's a bar where I went to school in Westchester, and there's a bar called Jake's that has dollar, be- dollar Miller Lights. They're like It's a Dollar Miller Lights, $5 pitchers, and like going in there, I mean, it's the, the equivalent of going in there where you're allowed to smoke at the bar and be like, can I get a Bloody Mary? 
the bartender would be like, no, get the fuck out. And it's not even just a Bloody Mary. It has a celery stick. Yeah. Like, they pre- <laughs> they're prepared. Yeah, exactly. So they decide they're going to put this one dude's upper dentures in this girl's drink. It's so fucking weird. It's weird as hell. So they, like, distract the girls, and they put it in her drink and, like, stir it up. So his 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 mouth juices are all up in that Bloody Mary. <laughs> yep. Like, they, they stir be, it. He so basically well drooled into her Bloody Mary. It's not just, like, one spit. It's like a slow spit drool into it's the like cup. He just put it, it's like he put his mouth under the, under the surface and, like, breathed in and out a couple times. <laughs> like, let it swirl in and out of his mouth. Yeah, exactly. He so took she, a he took a swig, swished it around his mouth, and, and spit, spit that back into her drink. So then he's like, everyone, uh, so he's like, let's say everybody take a drink, and so they all take a drink, and so she drinks, and then she screams as though she's seen a rat in her drink, but she has no idea what her lips touched. No, but like if I'm drinking a Bloody Mary, if something touches my lips, my first thought is, oh, I guess it's a piece of fucking celery or a garnish or ice cube or a lemon or one of the 48 pieces of vegetables that people put in a bloody literally Mary anything yeah but she screams without knowing what it is as though she sees a rat because i have to imagine dentures have a texture to them if they touch your lips i don't i don't know a lot about dentures mercifully well, but i, would I have imagine to... it's similar to like the way that they looked they look similar to like a thick retainer yeah so like if that bumped into you while you're drinking a cold drink you would think it was just a piece of lemon I, I guess probably. So then she pulls it out and then just starts laughing hysterically. Yeah, she's totally. This is just the funniest joke. As though Thank she's, you for she's heard the most funny joke in the world, <laughs> and we haven't heard it. Thank you so much for putting my drink into your mouth and swishing it around and letting me drink out of it. That's so funny. And, and they all turn into the gremlins from the bar. <laughs> One of them is a lightning gremlin, just completely made out of lightning bolts. <laughs> A vegetable gremlin, lady gremlin, googly eye gremlin, smart gremlin, Hulk Hogan's in the movie. Please see Key and Peel Gremlins too if you haven't. Pause this podcast, open that up, unless you're driving, Cue it and up. watch it. It is, like, I laugh to tears every time I watch it. Your your passenger can cue it up, because you can just listen. It's definitely a just listenable. Yeah. Anyway... At this point, we haven't found out that Keanu is French-Canadian. But as a guy who's a connoisseur of hockey movies, I'm waiting for Keanu to be French-Canadian. And well, we the hear goalie. him talk. But we're not sure that he's a French-Canadian goalie. I'm sorry. That's, that is correct. The French-Canadians are usually the goalies because your goalie's got to be crazy weirdos. We cut you to the ice. You were a goalie. What? You were a goalie. I was. Okay. I wasn't French-Canadian. Probably qualify as a weirdo. I, I have a said, podcast. You, you said all goalies have to be weirdos. All goalies have to be French-Canadian weirdos in film. Oh, I thought you said all have to be weirdos. Well, they do. Goalies are pretty weird people. I was always the goalie in gym class because what I would do is I would be on the boys team and then I'd and be the goalie and I didn't have to do shit. <laughs> I just assumed you didn't want to run. Oh, I didn't want to run. but like the <laughs> I choose not to run. But like the girls, the girls team didn't care. But the boys' team did, so everything would be on the other side of the. Of the Why court. did you have mixed, not intergender teams in sporting things? That seemed wildly unfair. I don't know. What you go? What grade was this? Ninth grade. That seems ridiculously unfair. Well, sucks to suck. <laughs> we never had boys versus girls in high school gym. We did, and I was like, goalie guys, I'm goalie guys, goalie. I got <laughs> my it. brother I got does it. I, I think some of that will rub off. No, I said I didn't have to do anything. All I did was stand there. I would sit down half the time. My brother's good at this. I'll, I'll pretend to be like it. It's fine. No, you have to be crazy to be a goalie. People shoot things at your head. Like that's, that's true. It's part of the territory. I, I, I don't. I count myself among those weirdos. Fair enough. So then they're at the practice the next day, and uh, what's his, he's pretty sluggish. As, be, oh, because they kept feeding him shots, and then no one took the shot but him. But I was confused because they were clearly all drunk. They were all drinking, but th- he's uh, probably the first time he's ever been out drinking in his life. He's 17 years old, and he's from a farm. So his first night out drinking, he took 19 shots of tequila, drank Bloody Marys with dentures in it, probably. We didn't see it, but I assume that it happened. happened. Or and a then, strap. Yeah, and then like 18 pitchers of beer. He probably feels like death warmed over. I, w- I was confused because they – like. He was taking the shot, and then everyone was like throwing it over their shoulder. But they were all laughing, like including like at one gremlins. point, one of the girls throws her Bloody Mary over her shoulder. <laughs> yeah, like the whole Bloody Mary over her <laughs> and shoulder, and it hits girl, a guy, and, and the, that guy gets upset, and she tells, like, she looks at him like he's the weirdo. And then another girl who has her mouth on the straw 
blows into it and <laughs> blows Bloody Mary all over her own it's face. It's so weird. It's such a weird scene. It's the Gremlins bar. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, the, the this particular scene is on YouTube if you want to find it. If you type Youngblood bar, it comes up pretty easily. <clears throat> so so then, then he has Swayze and Roblo go after the same puck. And Swayze gets there first, but then Roblo gets there first because he's faster. And then Swayze, like, cold cocks him into the thing. <laughs> the boards. The boards. And then takes the puck. And the coach starts yelling at him. And it's like, Brosif, you picked him because you knew he wasn't a fighter. And you knew he was speedy. <laughs> Why are you now yelling at him? Because he's doing exactly what you knew he, needs he could do. Because he to be tough. He doesn't need to be a fighter, but he needs to be tough. But he got slammed into the boards and fell down like a normal human might. Yeah, but he does it in a way that very much makes it like. First of all, he's not winning. They're doing the speed, the the warm up skating drills, and he's like last, which means that he like clearly something's wrong because he's not winning those drills. And then he gets hit by the puck or hit going for the puck. I was just like, dude, you picked him because you knew he wasn't a fighter. Well, doesn't mean you can't be a tough person even though you don't fight. I guess. Also, why oranges after sports? Uh, vitamin C? It always just seemed like, I was always curious, because they, they always do it, and then right after this scene, they're eating, they're chowing down on oranges. Yeah, I don't know why that's a thing, but I guess it, like, vitamins? I don't, I have no, I literally have no idea. So, we end hockey practice, Rob Lowe's not feeling too great, he goes to the store, because, you know, he needs a little pick-me-up, and so, he's gonna buy a porn mag, I guess? It's not a magazine, it is a book. Oh, is this a smutty book? It's a smutty book. Okay. And in comes our love interest, whose name I already forgot. Jesse. Jesse. And Jesse's like, oh, what are you looking at there? And he's clearly looking at porn. Like, you caught him. Busted. And she hands him Moby Dick and says she's going to buy him some light reading. Mm-hmm. So he sneakily puts the porno mag in his, bu- in his bag and runs out after her. And the they're walking down the street, and she's being super flirty. Then the coach shows up. Mm-hmm. And is like, hi, daughter. And she's like, oh, hi, dad. And Rob Lowe's realizes he's in deep shit because Uh-oh. obviously. Ruh-roh. She opts not to go home with her dad, which is a classic bad move. Yeah. Obviously, no good comes from that. Dumb, and so dumb. he's walking her home and she reveals that she really likes driving the Zamboni and wants to drive the Zamboni at Madison Square Garden one day, which is like the first of six times the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden are brought up in this movie as the peak, which is totally fine when you're talking about the hockey players and kind of insane when you're talking about it being your dream goal. Your dream job is to drive the Zamboni for the Rangers. I don't even think that's a part-time job. I doubt it. I don't think it even qualifies as a part-time job. I think that's contract work. Probably. Other than their 41 home games, what and what are you doing? So she's got weird. She's just a weirdo about 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 hockey, basically. Right. So we get to our first like big game scene. They're in the locker room doing some warming up and whatever. And I'm pretty sure that guy's getting ejected with steroids, but it's never really a thing. Yeah, I wanted to know what was happening there. There's a vial and a needle, and he gets injected with it, and it's never explained, and it's not a plot point. Like, it's not, this is not one of those, like, oh, everyone's on steroids, and Rob Lowe has to decide whether he wants to do steroids. There's just this random scene with no context that maybe is steroids and maybe isn't. Yeah. This movie does a bunch of things like that. And then Swayze eats a rose. It was, he said it was some some special rose. I missed some, what? Some girl gave it to him. Oh, I thought he said it was like a, a drug. No, I thought a girl gave it to him. Oh, I don't know. Because his friend says, how you got any more? Oh, I think that's just because he ate it and he wants to be whatever Swayze does, he wants to do. Oh, gotcha. So there's awesome goalie mask art in this. Keanu's and the other guys are like awesome vintage 70s, 80s hockey goalie masks. I really yeah, enjoyed that. They're pretty great. But they're playing this game, and the girl is in class in school listening to it on the radio. What time is this game being played? And if it's 2 in the afternoon, why is there 10,000 people there? I am so confused by this movie's portrayal of <laughs> sports. <laughs> but like, like when, does, when do things happen? Where do things happen? Who are these teams? <laughs> Who's in the stands? <laughs> well, I mean, minor league hockey is a big deal in Canada, so that part I'm okay with, but I'm pretty sure there's not 10,000 people who can take off in the middle of a Thursday afternoon to watch a junior game. Sometime between... I'm guessing it's like, this game has to start at, at noon, 
if the clinching the clinching moment happens at like two o'clock. Right. So at the latest. Right. Yeah. She's still in like the middle of a school day. Unless she's it's listening- like a ten, like a ten a.m. game. Like what the hell? Right. I don't understand it at all. And like I had friends who played hockey in middle and high school and they would go up to tournaments in Canada sometimes where they would like miss school for it. So mm-hmm. I guess that's a thing. But it, th- there aren't 10,000 people at those games. Absolutely not. This is a packed stadium full of people who are all there to see this junior game. So Youngblood scores a goal, wins the game. The girl's like, yeah, Youngblood, in the middle of this classroom. Everyone whips around and they're just like, ha, 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 even though the whole point of that is set up for the teacher to yell at her. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, everyone laughed at her and that was it. Right. So she wants to go out with Youngblood again and they go to a public skating session and he pretends like he can't skate and it's kind of like a cute little moment between the two of them. And there's this skate guard who's there to, I guess, make sure people don't do anything crazy. And it's basically played by, oh man, I just lost his name. <laughs> Disney movies from like the 50s. He had really big eyes. Disney movies from the 50s. Yeah, they're like, why are there so many elephants? Oh, Don Knotts? Yes. It's basically like demented <laughs> Don Knotts who's playing this skate guard. Like, he's all arms a windmillin and legs akimbo. Like, the whole, it's played like a bananas weirdo version of Don Knotts. And they are such assholes to him. Oh, they're hugely mean to this guy for no reason other than they're dumb kids who can. Like, this is his job, guys. <laughs> He's got one job, and he's going to do it, and that's to make sure these old people who are there to celebrate a birthday get Don't to eat break their cake. The fucking hip. Right. And instead, they, like, chase each other around the ice, and he's, like, trying as to- fast as possible, and he's like, please slow down. <laughs> there these are, are old people. There's old people and children here. Like, clearly, this is not for you to dipsy-do around, you idiots. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like, if you knock one of these people over, they will shatter on the on the ice. <laughs> They're going to die. So the scene ends with him crashing into the cake, you know, for a big laugh moment. And Rob Lowe and Jesse randomly in a boiler room that's also her dad's office. Well, they avoid her dad, too. Right. And so they have this very tender moment in the boiler room cut to back at Rob Lowe's place. They sit on the bed and the bed is super squeaky. So they're like immediately the flute music starts and it's like, oh God, this is going to be a really long sex scene. Uh huh. And they, they pick the mattress up off the bed and they put it on the floor, like all sexy, like, and then they like slowly undress. And again, the people in this movie are under 18, according to the plot of the movie. Is Can she? we, Did we establish that she is? Well, I just assumed. But at least half of the people are under 18. Can we please stop making him the sex object? It's really uncomfortable. This is supposed to be a child. Like, I like I get that 17 is pretty old, but that's gross. Like, can we stop? We know with- they're allowed to have sex. They're the same age. I understand that, but the movie makes this into, like, a four-minute sex scene. It's, like, it's, I don't... It's more like 10. I don't need a 10-minute sex scene of underage people. I don't. It makes me uncomfortable. Like, I know Rob Lowe was 28 when they filmed this or whatever. Yeah. But, but in the, can you just skip ahead to the part, like, give me the cut to them laying in bed together. I'm okay with it. I don't need a 10-minute sex scene of an underage person. It well, makes me feel like a creep. It's interspersed with the landlady making tea and an ice cream <laughs> sundae. <laughs> yeah. They, so, it, see, I thought it was cut to Mrs. McGill at the point of their sex scene being over because it was the tea kettle whistling and I thought it was like like an Austin Powersy cut of that. No, it just keeps cutting back and forth from like her pants come off. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so they keep cutting back and forth at these various things and then finally they're done having sex and he whips out an ice hockey water bottle which is slightly it's like one of the squishy I they, kinds I thought they had a, a little like hosey bit some of them do that's uh, cuz i remember they they would cause they would pick it up if they would just squeeze it as is and not have to like tilt it up yeah you can take the hose off okay so he is like they're both really sweaty because it's like a billion degrees in his bedroom. Well, he has a fireplace in there. <laughs> yes. I, his third floor bedroom in a boarding house has its own fireplace. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but they're like all sweaty. And he picks up the water bottle and is like, <laughs> squirts it into his mouth. It's like he just got done a really tough shift of hockey. And it's like, yeah, what's up? Squirts the water into his mouth from really far away. Like, then he squirts it all over his face. <laughs> yep. And then he pulls it. He like goes to squirt her in the chooch. And she's like, stop. <laughs> and they're giggling and 
squirting each other with water, and the landlady just kicks open the no, door. No, wait. He pulls the thing down and just squirts it all over her breasts. He doesn't oh. go for the chooch. He just pulls the covers down and, like a super soaker, just from a, an inch away, just douses her chest with this. See, I thought it was... I thought he aimed lower. I thought he, no. like, squirted it lower. He straight up just squirts it all over her breasts like a crazy person. And that's what Mrs. McGill barges And then in. the landlady kicks open the door as they're rolling around under there. And she doesn't immediately turn around and leave. She walks in the room, puts down the tray, stops and stares at them till one of them looks at her, and then slowly backs out of the room. With the door open still. And they just giggle about it. Right. Because I was thinking, oh, it's going to be a plot point of like, oh, girls aren't supposed to be in here, or whatever, or this girl shouldn't be in here because she's the coach's daughter, anything like that. Right. (laughs) So, it's the weirdest sex scene of all time. Yeah, I think is. I think it's pretty close. I mean, if it's not number one, then it's one A. No, thank you. Right. So we haven't talked about the coach too much yet. He's played by Ed Lauder, who's like a ridiculously prolific character actor. He has more than 200 credits on IMDb. He's so prolific that he died in 2013, and he has been in six movies and shows since that, including one that hasn't come out yet this year. Are you serious? Yes. He has been dead since 2013, and he has a movie coming out this year. Oh, my God. That's how much this guy worked. That is bananas. Yes. So this is when we meet the big bad Bruins who aren't the Flyers, which is a rarity. And if you've I ever mean, seen... I they were the, the Flyers. IMDb says they were the Flyers. I know, but like the Bruins were also a tough team. I think that's just wrong. IMDb is user editable, and I think that's just, that's just wrong. Like they're, they're clearly the Bruins. The that. Bruins also were called the Big Bad Bruins in that era, so it's not like they were some chump team. Okay. So, if you've ever seen a picture of a hockey arena, you know that there's the boards, which are white, and then they have a colored top, and then there's plexiglass around them. That's that's what hockey boards have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. At the Bruins arena, it's chain-link fence, which makes absolutely no sense how they could be in the same league, because you can't play the puck off a chain-link fence. Yeah, what if it gets stuck in there? Or even just like... It's a thing to go in the corner and use the boards and the glass to get the puck out. Like, you just throw the puck up and it skims along that as it goes out of the zone. If you did that to a chain-link fence, it's just going to, like, shoot back at you at a weird angle. Yeah. So, it's this absolute crazy brawl. Somehow, the coach ends up with a puck, and there's, like, it's a big fight going on on the ice, and there's no divider between the fans and the, the team. So, this guy is, like, six inches behind the coach, like, yelling at him, calling him a wuss or whatever. And the coach, while holding a hockey puck, turns around, climbs into the stands, and beats the piss out of this guy. Like, punches him repeatedly in the head while holding the hockey puck. Yeah, he holds it like he's. Yeah, and he just wails on this guy's face. And then goes, yeah, relax and enjoy the game. And goes back to the box. (laughs) And so, we didn't mention this. Our arch nemesis from before with Rob Lowe is on this big bad Bruins team. And... For some reason, nobody straps their helmets on in this whole movie. None of these hockey players decide to put their chin straps on. Yeah, and no so, one does. No. Helmets are just flying off of this whole movie. And they didn't have face guards at all? Nope. No visors, no shields, nothing. I, and, but, like, they did. They That was a thing, though, right? You There were... Um, I know it is presently a thing, but, like, There were certainly cage helmets back then. I don't know about the visors, but there were definitely cages. Okay. Or you know what? I don't know actually, because I would assume goalies would have worn them versus the plexiglass. I really don't know the fiberglass rather, not plexiglass. Yeah, I would have assumed that the cage helmet existed, but I guess it's possible it didn't. Meh. Anyway, Swayze's helmet comes off, and this maniacal person intentionally first intentionally knocks his helmet off, and then trips him so he hits his head on the ice. It's manslaughter. It's a hundred percent a murder attempt. Like there's no bones about it. He clearly tries to kill him he he uh, just straight up flat out assaults him and no one cares not one care is had that's what that was my my note that was that's attempted manslaughter sorry about (laughs) you yeah like someone get him and bring him back out here we're taking him to court go arrest him because he tried to kill somebody this is a problem so we cut to swayze in the hospital for some reason no shirt on gay because that's a thing in (laughs) hospital But, like, it's a hospital scene. Why is he not wearing a gown? Or anything. Right. Well, here's it's the bizarre. other thing. They show his head hit the ice, and it, it was it's it's very visceral. 
Yes. And there's blood everywhere. But they don't show the blood until Rob Lowe pulls his hands away. Like, there's yeah. not, like, a and pool then Rob of blood Lowe's... on the ice. It's not coming out of his ears. You don't see any blood until all of a sudden Rob Lowe picks his hand up and it looks like he's been fucking finger painting. <laughs> Maybe it was, like, a ratings thing. Oh, that's true. Like, you had to cut it because it was too gruesome? That's true. So... Rob Lowe talks to Swayze in the hospital, and he decides well, to quit the I team. I thought Swayze died in the hospital. I, I did, too. To the side, but... and I was like, oh, he's dead now. <laughs> right. But no, he's just he's just very injured and has a metal plate in his head or something. I don't know. So Rob Lowe quits, and he's like, forget this. I'm going back to the farm. And this is where I realized his brother is like the poor man's John Bender. Oh, okay. He has like the, the, the haircut and the gloves and is like a tough guy. And he's got like mm-hmm. a messed up eye from a previous hockey injury. But there's this weird montage of farming and whatnotery. There's like some chickens. It's a weird montage. Yeah, some some chickens and then they're farming and then the tractor's stuck and then a bunch of other stuff. And then the brother's like, hey, by the way, that guy that tried to murder your friend is playing in the next game. Like, what? What do you mean? What? How is that a thing? Obviously he is. Yeah. There was no there were no charges pressed. No, but the, he should have absolutely been suspended. Like any normal hockey league, that guy's ass is suspended. Yeah, but this clearly is not a real hockey league. <laughs> so we get a hockey montage after the farming montage that's like fighting, skating, shooting, da 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 and then his dad shows up at the rink and is like Son, you gotta go for it. You gotta fight me. <laughs> and it's like Wait, what? What is happening now? And he's like, yeah, son, it's time to fight me. And they fight. Like, they have a fight. The dad and the son, they don't punch each other, but they have a full-on, like, wrestling tussle on the ice. It's so weird. And then he finally gets the courage to know how to fight. And he shows up. Yeah, he goes back to, joins the team again. And Rob Lowe, and, uh, not Rob Lowe, Swayze is there. And is like, let him in, coach. First, the coach says... What makes you think you can get by me? And he's like legitimately attempting to bar him from entering. He blocks the door. Because, Brosev, you have your down two players. And unless you want to try and play this game with four <laughs> four people on your hockey team, <laughs> I think you're just going to let me but on. But I really wanted it to be, what makes you think you can get by me? Exactly three days of training. Because that's all that happened to make the I difference know how to fight between now. the two. He doesn't even really know how to fight. His brother showed him how to throw like one punch, and his dad I showed know. him where to grip the jersey. It's stupid. I mean, this whole movie is stupid. But then we get next to bag of soup, my second favorite thing in films, which is a full on head bandage. Oh, that was nice. It was I a full like on head. See, bandage. I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna be bald. And, like, have a whole bandage. <laughs> no, he's just he's got, like, random tufts of hair sticking out of it. It is a great head bandage. Mm-hmm. That's a dream roll. Oh, it is. It's the cream of the crop. And so we get we cut to this game, and Youngblood is benched. for the, He's, like, not going to play, mostly. And right off the opening face-off, there's, like, a bunch of scuffling and, and, and roughhousing. And then one guy gets full-on, like, the guy bends over and just flips his ass in the air. And it's just, mm-hmm. like, absurdly violent for hockey. Like, I know hockey's reputation is this super violent sport, but it's not... This is more like blood sport. It's, it's, it, this is the way people talk about, like, old UFC, where it was, like, basically no rules except biting. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy town what's happening in this movie. Also, I know this is nitpicky, and clearly this movie does not give a shit about hockey, but they say, like, 19 times that Youngblood is a left wing, and then he takes all the face-offs. That's not yeah. a left wing. I don't know what that means. The face-off where they drop the puck? I don't know. Th- that part I know. The left wing. <laughs> left wing is the guy who plays to the left of that guy. And the right wing is the well, guy. Well, what happens when they're always on the... What happens if they're on the left side? Then the guy in the center takes the face-off and the guy on the left wing stands to his left. That's really small. That's a squishy spot. Yeah. You, you, we just saw a hockey game. You saw them. They get close in that situation. That's weird. <laughs> anyway, I know that like that's a stupid thing to depict, but... Like, if you want him to take face-offs all the time, just call him a center. It's pretty easy. So then finally there's a showdown between him and the guy. Also, wait, before we get to that, I, I don't want to cut you off there. Did you notice how awesome the fake ads were around the boards? No, I didn't. So usually in a movie like this, they'll sell some ads to like hockey companies. They'll be like CCM or you know whatever company is, is the key at the time. But these are all very fake. One of them says 
and I kid you not, just bubblegum. <laughs> like, just the words bubblegum. Not a brand, but it's just bubblegum. And another one was Private Optical. Chrome King, like they were very generic local businesses, but it wasn't even like Smith Brothers Plumbing, <laughs> Private Optical, and Bubblegum. Well, now I'm going to have to go back and check that out. So they have a couple showdowns. Go ahead. I didn't mean to step on your thing there. Um, I don't remember if they fight first or he takes the shot first. No, so the guy trips him blatantly with like five seconds to go in the game, and so Youngblood gets a penalty shot. And mm-hmm. so, of course, he scores because... Because duh. Yeah. And... That is preceded by an hour of conversation about who's going to be on the ice for the final face-off. Like, it's obscenely long. It's legitimately... It's three seconds left in the game, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the the referee would not be letting them, like, he calls Youngblood. He sends another player on to take Youngblood off. Youngblood skates to the bench and then is like, no, coach. I'm staying in. And then he skates back to the center. Like, they would have just dropped the puck by then. Like, they would have just dropped it with the extra player on the ice and called the penalty. They just want to go home. There's four seconds yeah. left. The game is over. And so- it's done. <laughs> They keep arguing, and finally Youngblood is like, no, I'm taking this face off. The game isn't over yet, coach. Yeah. So they have this hour-long insane conversation, and they drop the puck, and they have a full-on sword fight with their hockey sticks. It's glorious. <laughs> they Everyone backs off. They form a ring, including the referees, and the two of them start stick fighting. And the dad and brother of Rob Lowe are in the stands, and they're like, yeah, take his stick away. Like, what? That is – this is so insane. What are you – why is everyone okay with this? Why? I don't know. Like, there is no way the person who Well, then Rob movie... Lowe just lays this guy out and just beats the shit out yeah, of him. Yeah, he knocks his stick out of his hands, grabs him, and just tunes him up with his right hand. Just, like, goes see, flurry and of punches. No, no one stops nope. it. Nope. He go, Like, the guy goes down to a knee, and he keeps punching him. Like, he, it's, and it's a... just to clarify, that's the dude we're supposed to be rooting for. Right. Right. The dude who's just like, nope, I'm not stopping. <laughs> you put... You put it's, it's like a... If he dies... He dies. Or the Untouchables. They send one of ours to the hospital. We'll send one of theirs to the morgue. Like, like just, like, just <laughs> murdering this guy. Like, it's totally. Everyone's like, "Well, that's a reasonable thing." Yeah, you just kill him. No, yeah. no. <laughs> so after the game, Rob Lowe and the girl have a little moment together, and this, I guess, this guy's dead. It's not really ever established. Yeah, but, he definitely died. But I'm pretty sure he killed a man. And the woman is like all swoony over this murder, and and Rob Lowe is. The kid asks for his autograph. Yeah, too. he signs a bunch of autographs, and then she asks for one, and he's like, "How about this instead?" and kisses her, or something equally stupid and cheesy. But like, I don't know. If this movie needed to pad out the runtime or whatever. It's really long. This is a completely extraneous scene because, like, he go, the kids go, go like, "Hey, can we get your autograph?" Is like, "Do you guys have a pen?" And then there's like a minute of looking for a pen, right. and one goes, "Oh, I have it." And then he goes, "How many goals did you score last season?" And he goes, zero. Zero. I'm the goalie. Like, it's not a funny joke. It's, it's not a, it's not a necessary line. No, it's really weird. It's like, why are you guys adding? Yeah, just keep padding that runtime, baby. Ugh. So, um, I guess we should do everybody's favorite segment. Hot tag taglines. Hot tag tagline. Young blood. I guess it's about hockey. Hot tag tagline. Young blood. Starring. Ben Mehover and Johnny Rapid. Ew. Is that supposed to be like the porn version? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, I think I know your answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Would you recommend this movie? Not really. You didn't find it fun? I mean, it's fun. It's one of those, like, it's not a, it's not a recommend. It's not a don't watch. Okay. It's a solid, like, if it's around, okay. then sure. But like, don't seek it out. This is definitely a recommend for me. It's not as fun and good as Roadhouse. It's a step below that. But it's that type of absurdity that just like everything about this movie is stupid. It's been every single step of the way. It's dumb. And every time it's got a choice between a dumb decision and a smart one, it makes the dumb one, which makes for an enjoyable viewing experience, in my opinion. Yeah. So I would recommend this movie. It's fun. And I, I didn't hate it. But like I wouldn't be like definitely go seek it out. Okay, it's not me. Yeah, I definitely. I if especially if you like hockey, this is a fun one. I had never seen it before, so it was it was you know nice to check another one of the noted hockey movies off the list. Uh, but yeah, it's very weird. It's very sexual. It's very homoerotic. And it's very little to do with the game of hockey. Uh, but it is kind of fun to watch. 
Robolo's got a nice ass. He does. So. And Swayze's running around shirtless for the whole runtime too. Also, this is three years before Roadhouse. So Swayze went from playing a 20-some-year-old to playing Dalton's supposed a, to be like... A grizzled, like, 35 Right. He, I was going to say, Dalton's almost supposed to be, like, close to 40, isn't he? He's supposed to have been doing that for a long time. Yeah. So it's amazing how what a short gap that was for him, I thought, that he went from... Thanks, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's usually the kind of time span you see for female actors, not not, yeah, not right? male. Yeah, you're like, all right, you're no longer a teenager now. You're grandma. What? How did, <laughs> what do you mean? Who plays moms? <laughs> no one. We don't have this. We don't have this. You're you're 22. You're a grandma now. It's I'm 35 now. It's <laughs> time for me to die. We put you out on an ice floe. That was the end of it for you. Yeah. Why don't you give everybody a clue for our next episode, which is February. Yeah, it is the return of everyone's favorite special, February. That's right. We're going to be kicking off our birth month with some part four sequels. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Oh, she did that to me last year. That was a terrible French-Canadian. I'll get there. Hold on. I don't think you will. No, I'll get there. Because he doesn't even do French-Canadian. He does kind of French-Canadian. He does like a foreign student. Well, then you do it. I can't do it. I think he gets to French-Canadian. Can you do French-Canadian? I can do French. Well, French-Canadian is slightly different. Well, then no. I can do French. (laughs) Okay. So, 